Last week on Our Stormy Present, the gang broke through a blockade of truckers to visit Leah's dad's old partner in crime, Garcia. He informed them that Empire Entertainment's prototype was probably meant to absorb and store K-Energy indefinitely, granting them even greater control over the planet, with disastrous consequences for the environment. This week, they'll be storming an Empire facility to grab intel and sabotage their operations in Dark and Stormy. Skyscrapers don't quite work the same way on Shineway. With the planet's dry and often cloudless sky, it's not the top that fades away into the fog. As old Betsy approaches the Empire Innovation and Collaboration Complex, its passengers can see every floor clearly, stacked up like an overambitious child's set of blocks. The antenna at the top, so tall and distant that it seems like it's going to bump into the moon. It's the lower floors that disappear after a while. Buildings like this are not built on floating islands, but on the real ground, covered as it is in a constant bluish-gray haze. Only the desperate and the reckless work on those floors, let alone live there. There's all sorts of rumors about what's outside, about a pervasive sense of dread and misery that seeps in through the tiny cracks between the windows and the walls. Thankfully, none of our lucky pirates should have to descend today. What they seek is near the top, classified, incredibly important information on the purpose of that demon-powered device they encountered at the 97. Only senior researchers and management are allowed up there. Airships are forced to dock a good 40 stories down. And that's the ones that are supposed to be here, as opposed to the highly illegal scrap heaps drifting slowly towards the main hangar. Uh, Before we get started, I remember that... Y'all earned a low advance and an airship advance last time around, so what are we spending those on? Uh, well, based on what, uh, uh, Pottleroy did at the end, um, looking through my advances, I think I'm in charge here might fit best. Okay, I'm into it. Which is, if you act important enough, you'll be treated accordingly, plus one composure. As far as anyone knows, you're the leader of the party, for better or for worse. Whenever one of your allies suffers consequences for their actions... Uh, you can declare that you're the one who's really responsible. Any and all punishment is on your head instead, and you might just get let off easy, or you might get worse punishment, depending. All right, I love that. I found, you know, my my assertiveness deep within me. It was there. Uh, let's see. Let me add that to your sheet real quick. Mike, what about you? All right, uh, I'm going to give Leah a rush. I'm going to lean harder into, into doing the fighting. Sounds good. Just uh, grabbing an extra style there. Mm-hmm. Simple but effective. Uh, Fabio, what are you getting for Rosa? I'm thinking in the vents. Uh, you're limber, really limber. You can fit your head through something the rest of your body easily follows. We talked about this being kind of Metroid balling into small spaces. Yeah, just turn into a ball. Yeah. Going, going, going on around there. Yeah. I'm I'm sneaking. It's a sneaking mission, Rosa. Uh, and Lexi, what about you? Uh, I think it's our problem now. God, yes. See, friends stick together, even when things get rough, right? That is what it says in the book. Yeah, once per, situa- once per situation, when you suffer any type of stress, you can engineer a hasty escape or bargain, which inevitably goes sour. Convert the stress you would have taken into kismet stress. And that is the one that affects the whole party because it just creates new problems which the guy who's in charge can you know handle right exactly yeah no <laughs> yeah absolutely Pottleroy seems capable he can take yeah. care of it yeah all right so yeah let me go to airship advances uh, i think remote boarding and crane game were both mentioned as possibilities uh it, it was autopilot instead of a i, uh, I don't think remote right. boarding was it um i so here's the thing. Uh, autopilot is the more practical choice, but crane game's the more fun choice. Mm-hmm. So I, what was the rest of the party thing? 
And we should do the fun thing, because it's only a couple of episodes. So true. we should always do the fun thing. This is also true. Can autopilot, though, be flavored as you're linking up your arm to the ship so your dad can pilot it? Because that's also pretty fun in that case. Oh, shit. <laughs> can we do that? Yeah, uh, no reason not to. Fuck yes, let's do that. <laughs> All right. So, you know what, Leah? Why don't you describe how you are tinkering with the airship so that your dad ghost arm can link directly with it? Uh, haunted radio receiver. Fuck yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Yep. <laughs> just, uh, just, just some more, uh, uh, some more, like, cursed, like, underworld-affiliated artifacts that Garcia had handy. And like uh, uh, Butner was just like, "Hey, can we can we borrow this thing? It seemed like it'd be useful to to put in the ship." And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And so they went ahead and uh, just jammed that bad boy right into the steering mechanism. I'm picturing an antenna that's also a theremin. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's Which got is the most slight... haunted instrument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a slight green glow to it all the time. No one's really sure why. I'm beginning to suspect that the PDA that I've been carrying around doesn't actually have an AI in it. It's just also haunted, because it seems like everything we have is haunted. <laughs> Never been haunted in my life. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Max. You tried to make a cyberpunk game, and I guess we just made spooky times. Well, hey, that's the thing, though. That fits. Yeah, they can just be cyber ghosts. Yeah. And God willing, I would love to be a cyber ghost one day, so I'm not <laughs> complaining. The 13th cyber ghost of Scooby. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, listen. <laughs> you know, we're not that far away from Scooby-Doo. That's what I was thinking. That's where my mind went. Yeah, we just, we just like, any old time somebody offer a Rosa snack. Oh. We're, yeah, we're a group of young adults in a, a, a van and have an animal mascot. We're kind of just Scooby-Doo. Yeah, but you're in a band, and no Scooby-Doo ripoff has ever done that before. Oh, you're right, you're right, of course. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. We're more Jabberjaws than Scooby-Doo. Shit. We're Jabberjaws. We're actually Jabberjaws. <laughs> no, Eidolon Ska isn't for two years yet. <laughs> Don't give it away. Anyway, the van. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. Now I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> so the van is making its way to, let me just pull up the name again, the Empire Innovation and Collaboration Complex, which is... You know, where all the where all the innovators of today can develop new products and ideas together. I hate it. And probably you're gonna wanna find a way in there. And you know, the easiest way would probably be to go through the hangar, but then you're gonna have to get up a lot of floors, so I'm not telling you how to handle this. Okay, okay. I mean what if we just shot a har- harpoon through one of the upper windows and then like you know, rid the rope into the window. Like a pirate ship boarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems like it might draw a lot of attention to us. Probably, but it would also be a lot like that uh, one bit from the beginning of uh, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, where, like, the fucking uh, office building is, like, sailing around and attacking other office buildings. It'd be kind of like that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll grant you that it might be kind of like that. <laughs> I'm just worried about getting immediately murdered. I'll be fine. Eh, I, I mean, I mean, that's that's up to Max to give us a way to not have that happen. That, that's on that's on her. <laughs> <sighs> now, I will say I'll give you a way to not get immediately murdered, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not gonna make it easy if you do just blast in through the top. Is there like a landing pad on top? Could we like land literally on top of the building and go down from the roof? I don't think the van goes that high. It's a really tall skyscraper. All right, all right. All like right. you, you go that high, you're getting into like the atmosphere is too thin to maintain buoyancy territory. That, that's how shit works, right? Yeah. Shit, that's basically how planes work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And balloons. I just had a thought. Uh-huh. Um, would it be possible to get a hold of, like, information about the building itself and see if maybe there's a floor that's, like, closed for renovations or otherwise unoccupied at the moment? Ooh, uh, yeah, let me think about that. Let me see if any of you have advances that would apply to that, and then if not, I might just have your roll for it. 
I just know that my character prefers the direct approach, and unless somebody else comes up with something <laughs> better, that's what we're doing. I also have an idea, but let's hear Lexi's, uh, you know, what we do with Lexi's info first. Yeah, I'm hoping I can kind of meet Leah halfway here, and like, okay, we can do your plan, but we're going to do it on an empty floor that maybe they won't notice right away. Ah, fine. Tell you what, give me charm plus reveal, which is going to be 2d10, and see if you can get it out of the PDA. Ah, uh, my hest is a seven. All right, so that is going to be a success, but I'm going to have to roll stress for it real quick. So give me one moment. Okay, that's just one stress. That's not too bad. And I'm putting that in kismet. You don't have any, so that worked out pretty well. See, I think uh, the PD is like, According to the records I have on file... I guess this isn't really a record thing, actually. It's more of a scheduling-slash-signs-posted thing. But anyway, according to the scheduling and whatnot that I have on file, there is an empty floor around Story 47 that is used to house rare acids and similar compounds. Do we want to go to the acid floor. That seems like one of the worst floors that might be in this building. You could go to the base floor. So, I I have an idea. So, I feel like a diversion would be very good. Mm-hmm. What if we just dumped all the acid out and it started leaking through and destroying all the floors below? That, but we need, I, I hear you, but we do need to go up. Wouldn't that mm-hmm. sort of Puts I mean, a bit of a timer on our whole situation, I feel. Yes. I mean, it, it. it's not going to cause the entire thing to collapse. I'm just saying it'll cause chaos. I have a thought. What if we just go through the front door? Well, we'd have to climb a lot of stairs. The, all right, the hangar door. You would still have to climb a lot of stairs. There might be an elevator. <laughs> how, how do you propose we get in through the hangar without drawing attention like we would further up? Oh, I'm not proposing we avoid drawing attention. I'm proposing that a couple of wandering pirates have found the long-lost Doomlord heir and are bringing him to the nearest Doomlord building. Oh. And he gives him... <laughs> Polaroid does a little flip of his hair dramatically. <laughs> so, okay, so we're going to sell out Polaroid. I, I knew this day was coming. What? No, we're not... We're not actually going to leave him there. It's a ploy. It's a trick, you see. Ah, right, of course. I do a very exaggerated wink at Leah. <laughs> Leah just glares at her. Look, this way, they'll welcome us with open arms. We can get where we need to go, do what we need to do, and just slip right back out. So, yeah. won't they now, still just try to kill us because of what happened back in aisle 47? What happened back in aisle 47? I don't know what you're talking about. The demon that ate everything? Oh, at the, at the very least, the CAO guy's gonna recognize Rosa. Now, I heard that a demon ate everyone, but the thing about a demon eating everyone is there's nobody around to, pr- to uh, talk about the details of it, so no one really knows what happened. Exactly. I think you get close enough to the building that you start picking up internal communications, and somebody's just like, man, you hear about that demon who ate a bunch of people at the, <laughs> at the 97? <laughs> yeah, it's a, good thing, it's a good thing they killed it. Boy, that, uh, that Victor Six. Real character. I bet he'll never show up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a name we would recognize? It's a name that Potteroy would recognize. It's his uncle. Oh, right, right, right. The demon killer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm imagining Potteroy, like, is laying on, like, a shitty-ass couch. Uh Uh-huh. In the the ship. Uh And... Uh, Forte is sitting on the, like, back of the couch in the corner with her feet just on the cushions. She just turns and looks at Power and is like, okay, so only only flaw with your uh, plan here is you keep saying we, but I'm pretty sure if if we say that we have captured you, they're going to haul you off somewhere. I don't think you're going to be able to come with no. us. You haven't captured me. You've rescued me. I was in... I was presumed dead and you found me... Oh, I, let's say... In a... R- river? Let's say river. 
So, I mean, same same point still stands though. I feel like captured or rescued kind of is kind of ends up the same, which is them hauling you off somewhere. Eventually, but that's why we're going to get going before that can happen. This sounds like it's going to be a huge mess, so I'm in. <laughs> All right, but the, the second things start to go sideways, I'm just going to start punching everybody. I, uh, I can't stop you. Counting on it, Leah. Parry, pa- uh, give me a second. Do you have, like, a backpack, a purse, a tote bag? I, I start looking through stuff. Yes, I've, I've got, yeah, I've, I've got my public radio tote bag right here. Okay, <laughs> I turn into a ball inside the tote bag. Oh, all right, that works. In case, little voice. In case you get, you know, kidnapped again, not by us. Uh, I'm not going to get kidnapped. Polaroid nap? And you're probably going to get kidnapped. Everyone will be happy to see me. Just throw me when you're in trouble. All right. <laughs> all right, well, uh... All right, Pops, can you keep this thing steady while we're in there? I think I can manage that. And the van slowly descends towards the hangar. Most of the people there aren't paying too much attention. There's probably a camera that notices it coming in and sends an alert to somebody... By the time you actually dock, there's a couple guards, but they don't have their weapons out or anything. They're just like, uh, what's your business here? Yes, we, uh, we, we found, uh, we find, found Potteroy Whippleberry Doomlord Third Alive and, well, not well, but alive. We found him in a river. <laughs> Potteroy gives you a thumbs up that you remember <laughs> the river detail. <laughs> <laughs> the guards look at each other and... Is there a pad- is there a Paddleroy? Is there a Paddleroy? I've no, ma'am. We we've no. There's no such. So, there's no such man. There's no Paddleroy. Well, there's at least three. I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shit! I gotta pull up the character sheet. I forgot what my like real name is. Uh, Excalibur Bloodlust Doomlord the <laughs> Third. Right, 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 I- right. Uh, his his real name is Excalibur Bloodlust. What? He, he told he, us to call him Potteroy. He was in a river? Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh br- bring him out. Show him to us. Yeah, it, well, here's the deal. Like, apparently he floats super well, but he didn't know how to get out. Potteroy has, like, dug through what I assume... I assume there's just a big pile of dirty laundry in the back of the van. Yeah, that's where Rosa sleeps. And he's just dug through it to find, like, the filthiest, rattiest clothes to put on, and now he's just slumping over Forte, like, his arm around her neck, like... Carry me out. Oh, God, is he dying? Uh, we really can't tell, but he's been like this since we found him, so I don't think so. We didn't really have anything to feed him except for, like, salt packets. <laughs> well, that's no good. He's not getting enough gravy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, c- come on, come on. We'll, uh, we'll help you find the infirmary. And uh, I think they lead you down the hall. You know, the ship's fully docked. It's going to be fine. They lead you down the hall, up a flight of stairs, and onto the infirmary and medical solutions floor. Currently, the main project of research here is how to get people to pay three times as much for drugs that are already available on the open market. And the best solution that anyone has come up with is, what if we just blew the other ships out of the sky that are transporting them? Hey, yeah. Uh, quick question, is this closer or further away from our goal than the acid floor was? Uh, the acid floor would have been closer. Uh, but, Potteroy you know. is silently wincing and just being like, sorry, 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 <laughs> like mouthing it to everybody. I mean, listen, there'll be time for acid later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always saying this. <laughs> it's it's Chekhov's acid now, we have an obligation. Uh, so yeah, I think they bring you to a waiting room and just sort of I I guess none of them are carrying you so they're just like okay stay put somebody will be with you shortly don't worry about it you're gonna be fine oh thank you thank you I um step back with just the right timing so that Podleroy like falls to the floor because he's definitely been putting most of his weight on me ow I I just kind of nudge him with my foot like this seems uh, bad. Can we maybe get somebody uh, take a look right now? I've, I think there's somebody at the front desk who is just 
reading a magazine and paying very little attention and they just glance over and they're like yeah all right and they press a button pair of double doors swoops open and i guess you want to go through that Potteroy starts feebly looking like he's trying to crawl <laughs> towards it <laughs> do, do you do you need like a a chair or oh that would be lovely thank you thank you what a kind right. soul. <laughs> and uh, I guess this receptionist is just getting Polaroid in a wheelchair now. It's not the best one. Yeah. One of the wheels is definitely stuck. Uh-huh. He just slumps into just, it. Just sort of hands it over to Leah. Like, can you take care of this? Like, uh, I got important yeah. stuff to be doing. Yeah, sure. Sure. I can I can I can push this kid around. Um so yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna go through those doors and hopefully the hall is um empty enough that we can look for like a lift. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a reasonably empty hallway. There's a few people, you know, experimenting with various fluids, typing things. I don't I don't know what a medical research facility likes looks like, <laughs> especially on like cyberpunk magic music world. Right, right. There's probably somebody at like an organ, sure, mm-hmm. connected to a- their organ that's filled with organs. Yeah, yeah, they're playing in a Gata de Vida mm-hmm. <laughs> with the uh, kidneys. Yeah. So, all right, uh, I guess we should look for an elevator. Well, there's an elevator right there. Oh. All right. Well, let's go in the elevator. There's no button though. No, hmm. no call button. Just a little keyhole. Oh. oh. Let me see uh, if I can do anything with my weird cyber hand to the key. Yeah, it's just some sort of pick locks or hat consoles or something. <laughs> uh, if you want to just pick the lock, that would be, uh, let's say, precision plus enigma. Anybody here have those stats? I don't. I don't think so. Um, Rosa actually does, funnily enough. Yes, the ball. I imagine her just like popping up out of the ba- out of the bag with like a lock picking kit. Yeah. I just hold the tote bag up to the lock. <laughs> just cover cover the bag with the lock. No one sees what happens here. Yeah. Uh yeah, give me give me 2d10. I'm taking one away for difficulty because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. putting the tote bag up to the panel is maybe going to draw a little suspicion. Uh, well, good. How's everyone liking this game? Two and a three. <laughs> oh, oh great. Okay. Uh, let's see how that goes. Going okay. That's seven stress. That's good. Um, I'm gonna put that into kismet too. Hell yeah! Uh-oh. And rolling for Fallout. That's a one. Well. Is a low roll good or bad on bad. Fallout? Low roll, low roll on Fallout's not good. You don't want to get lower than your stress on Fallout. Okay. So, I think what happens is Rosa pops, you know, uncurls, pops her claw into the keyhole. She's working it around a bit. This is, this is a weird, this is a weird lock. And I think she realizes about a fraction of a second too late. Oh, this uses electronic keys that just look like regular keys because okay. key cards are out of fashion you know how hmm. it is uh-huh yeah you need cyber keys motion sensor keys anyway there's definitely been some motion sensed and hmm. i think uh a bunch of shutters just start going down around various doors and parts of the hallway and a siren starts blaring uh whoops all right time for my plan and then uh i'm gonna have uh, Leah fucking sh- like fire her hand to try and break a hole in the ceiling. All right. Give me. Yeah, give me brawn plus cheek. So 3d10. All right, that's a nine. All right. Yeah, you bust a hole in the ceiling. It. You actually bust a hole in a couple of ceilings. You can see. Ooh, easily three or four floors up. Uh, you don't know if you'll be able to climb that way very easily, but you could give it a shot. Uh, that did draw even more attention, and now everybody on multiple floors can see this grapple fist going around, 
and they can hear this siren going off, which probably isn't great. All right. Uh, Rosa, back in the bag. Rosa, uh, back, pot, back's in the bag. Potteroy, hold on to the bag real tight. Forte, hold on to hold on to Potteroy. And then I'm going to grab uh, Forte with my flesh hand and try to grapple all of us up to the highest available floor. Okay. Yeah, give me brawn plus family at difficulty two. So that's just going to cancel out. Give me D10. That is a one, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So you will take double stress for that. Do you want to knuckle down? I would like to knuckle down. How does that work again? Uh, You'll roll two dice and take the higher result for stress, but your action will succeed. Okay. Uh, what, what dice am I rolling? Um, Give me 2d6. Okay. Well, the highest result is a six. So. Oh, sure. There you finally roll high. All right. So you're going to take 12 stress. Let me think for a moment about how I want to assign this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's so much okay. stress. That's a good thing this is our last episode, right? No, we got one a week after this. I was not expecting it to go bad this quickly, but, uh-huh. you know... <laughs> it's just how it goes sometimes. Maxie, if I've learned anything, it's that if you set up, like, a stealth mission, everyone will say, fuck you, and immediately start knocking down doors. <laughs> In retrospect, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, I'm gonna offer you a choice here. Do you okay. want to take two moderate coin fallouts, or one very, very bad one? How, do, how does a coin fallout work? Uh, so generally, that's something that affects the money you have on hand, or probably in this case, the quality of your equipment. I think this is probably going to fuck up your arm pretty bad. I'll go with two minor ones, I think, then. All right, uh, then let me think. So I think you are climbing up, and once you're about a floor up you start feeling a lot of tension in your arm. There's some sparks going on there. And you're starting to realize normally when you do something like this, the arm sort of de-telescopes, it retracts back into itself. But instead what's happening is it's just sort of staying a limp noodle. Uh-oh. So... Yeah, that's gonna be one thing that's happening to your arm. Let me get that typed up real quick. And, hmm, I'm trying to think. I think the other thing is, hey, you can see your dad's ghost. Oh. Oh. He's just kind of, he's just kind of, you know the holograms in Star Wars? Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's just sort of a projection of him coming out of the knuckles, and he's like, uh, Leah, everything okay there? Can we also see this, or just Leah? Uh, you actually can see this. Okay, okay. Wait, hold. Has this always been there? Is this, this who you've been talking to this whole time? Yes! <laughs> Did you just think I was insane? <laughs> Says the bag. Yeah. We oh. talked to a skeleton a moment ago. <laughs> yeah, but we all saw the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Ah, the skeleton was cool. Who did you think the skeleton was talking to when I put my hand on his head? We didn't really talk. It was more of a telekinetic kind of thing. Yes, thank you. Okay, not the point and not the time. Don't be like that to your father? Yes, that's correct, Rosa. (laughs) Did you just hit me that Leah is the bowler superhero from Mystery Men? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, bet. I've never seen that movie. I only (laughs) know of it from the All-Star video. She has a bowling ball with the skull of her father uh, mm-hmm. embedded in it, and it talks to her. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, all right, so what, uh, okay, what's what's going on with this, with my hand situation? Is it just yeah, like- Yeah, are we just like dangling partway between floors or something? I-, I think you're able to clamber to the top floor that you burst a hole through. Probably aren't bursting any more holes, though, because uh, this thing is not- I don't know whether it's spring-loaded or rocket-powered or what. It is... You're not launching that thing again. You just kind of... I'm imagining Leah gets onto the floor and dumps the other two down and just sort of has to spool it up like a really long extension cord. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, stairs... Hey, 
Hey everybody! This week, I'd actually like to start off by letting our Patreon subscribers know that the game comes out today, April 5th! It should be officially available around 12 o'clock to 1 p.m. Central at blackberryandholly.itch.io. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, good news! It is definitely already available at blackberryandholly.itch.io. Speaking of, if you've been enjoying the show, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash playtest. For only a dollar a month, you get access to new episodes a week in advance. If you're listening to this one on April 12th, you could have listened to it on the 5th, and I wouldn't have had to write that elaborate explanation on whether or not you can buy the game yet. At $3 per month, you'll get access to early episodes, plus a monthly bonus podcast where Luke and Molly discuss the design of Eidolon Become Your Best Self. You also get access to the GM notes for each episode, including these interlude ones. And for $5 a month, you'll receive access to the current draft of Eidolon, as well as getting your name read out on the podcast, like so. I want to give a big shout-out to 21st Century, Monica Ulmansik, NM, Shivan Peridot Rose, Zach Weatherford, Power Dork, Matt Baltzel, Gray Aster, Augie Doggy, May Lover, Maximilian Gumble, Kevin King, Charlie Neal, Theodore Beauregard Mann, Propagable, Brulee, Big Fella, Liam Black, Jenna F., Rem Diaz, Clockwise Man, AJ, Mary Painter, Robin Long, Robin Magi, Casey, Patch, Nubs, Eater of Dice, Imran Bassett, Sudzu, Mage of Spade, Joe Richardelli, Mark Sokolov, John Brownlee, Ava, Grief Ninja, Addie Gail Ralston, Tanner Vogelsang, Benjamin Lewis, Abby Tandon, Crass Pants, Scaly Haley, Bizarre Logo, Christopher Pragados, Tabith Spokes, Pete Shaka, Destry Hawk, Leah Plath, Drashura, Adam Levine, Tono, The Mysterious Fox of Fox Hollow, Jeans, James Terenzia, Soda Juice, LV, Kyle Wayne LaCroix, Cassandra Mira, Smokey, Hannah, Big Titty Goth Trad Wife, Queen Cat Attack, Dragon Girl Josie, Freebie, Mitchell Dill, Beardo, David, Jenny Size, Fire Princess Lily, Jordan Sam, Paradotted, Abilene, Witsu, Celeste Jennings, Jennifer, Johan159, Mark Myers, Sky, Morgan Spade, Eli Maroney, June B, Jacob Hathcock, Jeff Dorman, Dylan Lee, Evan, Lucentia, Virgil Purcell, Liam Conlon, Rizzy, Lachlan Cleland, Ryan Ball, Robert Wilson, Ellen, Evie Helms, Erica Maybe, Striven, Lizzie Two Shoes, August, and the Z-Mage! I'm getting better at that, I think. Thank you again, uh, everybody who subscribed, as well as people who just listened to the show. We all appreciate it a whole lot. Uh, If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, word of mouth also helps a lot. Letting your friends know if they might be into a show about... Well, it's not, it's not going to be about these clowns for much longer. This is the second-to-last episode, and it's already halfway over. Gosh. And, well, everybody in Idol on Season 1 is dead, and like Luke's always saying, they're not coming back ever, so... You know, I don't know what the show's going to be about. I guess just tell them about Season 1, and, you know, Season 2 will probably be at least thematically connected to that. Anyway, I won't take up too much more of your time. Regular episodes of Eidolon will resume on April 19th for subscribers and April 26th for everybody else. Next week is the last episode of this interlude. It has been a treat GMing for these folks. What did I say? Why am I calling my friends folks? That was an insane thing to say. Whatever. It's over. Get back to the show. What's like around us? Let me think, what is around you? Uh, I think... You're still not at the acid floor yet. Damn you're it. on a cybernetics floor, actually. Just a bunch of half-built robots and cyborg arms and legs and whatnot, and a bunch of incredibly terrified engineers staring at the crew of pirates, and there's an armadillo there who just burst through their floor and set off a very loud alarm. Yeah. There's probably the sound of bootsteps coming down the hall, coming up the stairs, you know, but they're not here quite yet. Ma- Max, I have a question. Uh-huh. All the, like, half-built tech and stuff laying around, what's the most valuable or useful-looking thing that's laying around? Hmm. I-, I feel like this is a pineapple of Discord-adjacent question. Yeah, like, what what is laying around that could be used to make the most trouble? Okay. Let's, let me think. So, 
there is, I'm gonna say, there's an arm with pyrotechnics in it. And, you know, theoretically, this is, you know, to be used in stage shows or if you're in a survival situation, you need to send up a flare. You could probably send up a flare. Uh, you could also just set shit on fire with it, though. So I haven't really talked about um, what Forte looks like at all, but I have just decided now that she does wear cargo pants because, like, of course she does. Oh, it's um, got to be someone. And uh, I want to use Ace in the Hole to, uh, in the commotion, maybe just acquire that arm and, like, stash it up a pant leg. Okay, yeah, ace in the hole. If you can carry an object unassisted, you can conceal it expertly on your person. So yeah, you you have an arm that shoots fire just on you now. All right, all right, cool, cool. Uh, speaking of robot arms, uh, since this is sort of a tech wing, is there anything here I could conceivably use to repair mine? I would say conceivably, but it would take probably more time than you have right now. <laughs> okay, I'm. can I just steal some parts then? Yeah, you can just... Shove your tote or Potteroy's tote bag full of parts. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Is there like a? Do you see like a stairwell or anything? There are some stairwells. They're currently shuttered off, and also there's definitely guards coming through them. Wait, which is it? Because I feel like <laughs> it's hard for it to be both. <laughs> they got welding torches. <laughs> Well, that seems inefficient. I, no, I love this. Their own security system is causing them some issues. Listen, if there's one thing that I've tried to make clear about this place, it's yeah. that it's not like it's not run very well. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around and uh, I guess try to notice the which of the engineers looks most terrified, and then just go up to him and. Uh, put my arm on him and say, okay, hey man, I'm really sorry. I really didn't mean to get any of you guys drug into this, uh, but like you guys are definitely in this now. Um, I I know you guys are innocent, but those guards probably are not going to be too discriminatory at this point. And they're going to, they're going to probably assume that you're in cahoots with us. Um, It's probably going to be best for all of you. If we're not here when they get through, Uh, do you or anyone else have access to that elevator over there? Hmm. Uh, give me... Do, y- do y'all think mediation would apply to this one? That sounds like that. Yeah, he's, sure. He's, they're terrified. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find them a solution that will alleviate their concern. All right, yeah. Give me charm, mediation, lies. So that's the full 4d10. Oh, folks, that's a 10. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, I think he just sort of blubbers incoherently for a little bit as he's, like, rifling around his desk for a key. Like, well, yeah, um, I make, yeah, sure, yeah, no, yeah, um. I make very soothing and sympathetic noises the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's actually really nice. Thank thank you, that that calms me down a lot. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I feel terrible that you guys got brought into this. It's not anyone's attention intention um and i just i just want to do what we can to make sure you guys get out of this okay all right yeah uh I'm, i think eventually he manages to produce a key that was like taped to a photo of his family and he hands it to you and he's like uh th- that'll get you that'll get you to the acid floor at least that's that's perfect thank you so much Potteroy, to be clear, um, just when, like, he got let go, he just sort of fell to the ground and went limp and is still acting as if he is sick and starved. But he does, like, roll his eyes and grumble when he hears that we're just now getting to the acid floor. <laughs> uh, Listen, that's just how it goes sometimes. You gotta, you gotta get your way to the acid floor before you can get your way past the acid floor. <laughs> Again, I'm always saying this. I, I told you, buddy. Uh, Chekhov's acid floor. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna go to the elevator. Right, yeah, uh, I think the four of you pile into the elevator. Takes a little bit because, again, Leah's got to kind of reel her <laughs> arm in. And uh, as you're about to go up, I think the guards with welding torches finally break into the room they're trying to guard just in time to see the elevator doors closing. And they're, they're just groaning. <laughs> <laughs> They're not having a good one. They're not any happier about this. God. 
Leah is uh, trying to manually force like the tether of her arm back into the socket, like just gradually, like 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 push it back in a little bit at a time. L- like, Leah, it's a really shitty straw. L- Leah, what did I teach you about treating your arm right? I I did treat it right. It was a bad situation. I'm j- I'm just saying, if you force it, it's gonna make it worse. Yeah, but I like like it's dangling everywhere. It's a liability. I pick up I pick up the end of it and just kind of drape it around her shoulders a couple of times just <laughs> like a boa. Yeah, kind of. Just so, you know, so it's yeah. you know, it's with her but not, you know, dragging around. Great. That's I really appreciate that. Now if things get really intense, I can strangle myself. <laughs> no, no, it's it's dangled in a way so like it's around the shoulders, not around the neck. This elevator is moving real slowly, by the way. Like you would expect a skyscraper elevator to do that thing where it kind of picks up speed and makes you nauseous for a second, and then it slows down again. No, it's taking its time. I think Paul already says, I think we maybe gave up on taking the quiet approach a little too quickly. I mean, once the alarms went off, like, all bets were off, too. No, once the alarms went off, I before you started shooting things, I was going to throw up in my tote bag, sorry, Rosa, mm-hmm. and then collapse out of the wheelchair and pretend like I had just had an episode, and somehow that triggered the motion sensor on the lock. No, yeah, that 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 makes sense. That would have been fine. Okay, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. Now, we, we, like, listen, stay on your toes. I. Why is this elevator so slow? <laughs> There's a little sign on the side that just says uh, "Official Empire Engineering Safety Elevator." Is it safe hyphen the letter T? Yes, it's safe hyphen the letter T. Also, Leah, you would know enough about engineering to know elevators are already pretty safe. They got brakes in. Yeah, that's this is silly. It's fine. We don't have a time limit here, and as long as we're in here, they can't shoot us, so let's just relax and let it take us there. I am already popping open uh, the panel where the buttons are. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll for this. I think you do manage to accelerate the elevator, and it's more, it's more of a Dange R elevator now. Because it is going <laughs> extraordinarily fast, extraordinarily up. It suddenly slams to a halt as there's a pleasant chime. And uh, over the loudspeaker, there's a sound of an announcement. Maximum floor for security clearance reached. Floor 42, acid storage. And the elevator doors open up into a room full of... That's full of... Glowing multicolored liquid, and okay, yeah, it seems like the guards maybe knew you were coming this way. There's about a dozen of them already. All right, it's Christmas. I think Potteroy, uh, who had gotten up, immediately collapses to the ground and says, Wait, no, don't shoot them. They're simple pirates and they will. Uh, uh, what's the word? Shit, goddammit. <laughs> tempted by the riches here. They, they mean no real harm. I think the guards share a look, and they're like, Who are you? I'm the lost prince of the Doom Lord's Empire! Well, that... Hey, a lost prince? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, the, the Excalibur guy, he... It was a whole thing. That's... It, hey! Hey, if, you, if you're really... If you're really Excalibur Blood Lord, or Doom Lord, or whatever, I lost track. Uh... <laughs> what's... Say, say some metal shit. Oh, oh dear, what am I? Oh. Alright, uh, uh, I love to, uh, play the bass with the devil and blood from the moon? Do they get blood from the moon? Keep going. Rosa from the back. Keep going, you're doing great. He's really not. Satan's double bass is real cool. Say <laughs> something about... Uh, 666 or or that or bats uh, bats <laughs> <laughs> okay I, th- I think bats gets them <laughs> and uh they're lowering their guns but they're not putting them away or anything they're just like okay well we're gonna need you to come with us and we're gonna need to take the rest of you into custody no please that's that they, they've been so kind to me they they've rest- saved my life you can't arrest them uh they did just blow a hole through several floors and listen listen that was an accident her arm malfunctioned we can't possibly be blamed for that we we live out in the fringes we do not have 
money for arm maintenance. They're simple, honest folks, sir. They really are. All right, well, if you just want to go back down to the lobby, I guess we can call it square. Uh, I think Fonroy kind of freezes and, like, looks towards everyone else. Like, what do we do? Do we want to do What's What do we do? <laughs> I mean, that sounds good, but also the lower floor guards are still going to be trying to kill us. No, no, no. These guards can explain to them what happened. Like, it was just a simple misunderstanding. I, th- I think the bigger problem is that the top secret information we require is on a higher floor than this, and if we go back down, we're just going to have a repeat of this whole situation again, realistically speaking. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's a that's a good point, Maxie. Um, I I can't believe that she's encouraging crimes now. <laughs> I'm not encouraging crimes. I'm simply explaining how to most effectively commit the crimes that you have already committed to. Uh, there's a small uh, little rumble from the back that goes crimes, 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 crimes. I think Potteray, uh looks back to the guards and just says, "Listen, I understand that this has all been a bit confusing, a, a bit of a, a, a dust up, a, 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 just a whole rigmarole. If I can just speak to whoever's in charge here, I'm sure we can work this all out uh, and, and just smooth everything right over." I want to. I was trying to use. Uh, I want to speak to the manager. All right, let me roll your clarity stress for that. Or where's the manager? Rather? Okay, that's two. That's not too bad. Okay. Uh, I am going to roll d10. All right, yeah, you squeak in just under the wire. Oof. So, yeah, I think at that, a set of elevator doors on the opposite side of the room opens up with a pleasant chime. And through it walks... Charles Venevy, Chief Executive Officer of Empire Entertainment and Aeronautics. Oh, dude, it's you! Th- it's you three again. What's going on? And where's your Fuck. little bud? Goddamn, is this the guy from the first session? It is. I'm <laughs> glad you remembered me. Wait, he never saw me, did he? Uh, okay, then yeah. Who's who's your rabbit? Did you <laughs> did you replace the the armadillo? Uh oh. Uh yes, they replaced the armadillo. I, like, tighten, like, the tote bag to keep Rosa hidden. <laughs> the tote bag is slightly moving a little bit. Oh, dude, public radio? That's... Come on. Everybody knows that private radio is where it's at. Oh, I... Let, let, let's get some saddle... Uh, let's get some Empire Satellite hype! And the guards very weakly cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? The tote bag gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a guard for sure. <laughs> uh, Pomeroy turns to Leah and just kind of very quietly mutters like, all right, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> anyway, what brings you all here? Are you are you here to give me the amplifier back? Because that'd be great. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm completely spent. You, It's your show. Pomeroy. Pomeroy. What? Throw me at his face. I, that seems very ill-advised. Okay. Uh, Leah grabs the bag out of Potteroy's hands and throws Rosa at his face. (laughs) Thank you! Okay, uh, yeah. Give me brawn plus family. I feel like this guy would have been Uh, really easy to con with words, but sure. (laughs) Brawn plus family and difficulty one. So that'll be 2d10. Okay, that is is an eight. All right, and... See, I'm going to say the laser hoop mm-hmm. probably has not been spun up. No. So I'm going to use uh, Leah's damage for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do act as brutal, I think, when I'm in this form, when I attack. Uh, let me... Th- hmm. You're not in the vents, but I think this counts because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll count as brutal. Yeah, I was just going to say I get big. Oh, that's also very good. As I hit, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 the ball just... It's still curled up, but it just looks bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I can work with that. So, yeah. Uh, Leah, you huck Rosa at his face, and I think as she's coming toward him, he's just like, well, this seems awfully familiar. <laughs> and uh, she bounces off, gives him a real bad nosebleed. He's like, all right, I guess I should have seen this coming. Uh, well, guards, uh... Why don't you kill them all using the large amounts of acid contained on this floor? And the guards start taking aim at the vats of acid nearest the four of you. 
Well, if Wait, y'all realize you'll drown in the acid too, right? What? No, I got an elevator. No, the guards will. I, I while while Leah's saying that, I just uh I just kind of sigh, pull out the arm that shoots fire, and shoot fire at them. <laughs> okay, let me let me think <laughs> about how this is gonna go down. Yeah, are these acids flammable? Yeah, no, these acids are. De- I feel like flammable is not the right word so much as combustible. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, listen, if acid's gonna get busted anyways, I'd rather be the one doing it. Alright, I'm, g- I'm gonna be mean about this one. Lexi, Uh-oh. give me invention plus cheek. That's that's fair, I think. Um, y- You have neither of those, so that's gonna be d10. I rolled a five. Alright. Hoo boy, let me think about how this goes. Uh, let me roll d6, corpus stress. Uh, we could, we could just cut this, it's not actually important, but it, you made me curious and I looked it up at acids, uh... Broadly, are not flammable. It turns out. Uh, well, oh, on this huh. planet, they are. Well, these All are right. v- these are very experimental acids. Mm-hmm. Is the thing. Music acid. They okay. specifically decided, hey, what if we had acids that explode? Yeah, how c- can we make acid react more with fire? Listen, y'all want to innovate? You know what the world needs? It's acids that can burn. Literally. We we want things to be more dangerous and less useful. Broadly speaking. So yeah. uh... Lexi, Forte is going to take four uh, corpus stress from that, and I'll roll Fallout in a second. What happens is those flames come out a lot more intense than expected, and they're just kind of licking every vat in the room. But the thing is, the flames are more intense near the source. They've got less time to fan out, and the heat has less time to sort of dissipate. So uh, the vats nearest you explode. And you do get a bunch of acid on you. It hurts. It's not the end of the world. It's not, like, enough to dissolve you into a pile of bone. But it's not great. You don't like having acid on you, it turns out. I drop some swears in a language that's probably not from this planet. And um, just kind of mutter, I was really hoping those would be projectile. I then throw the arm, which is, I assume, still giving off fire at the guards. Okay, yeah, I think they weren't really sure how to react when they saw that the vats they were aiming for already blew up. So by the time they see it coming, uh, there's not much they can do but sort of jump for it. Some of them do get burned pretty bad. Uh, I think Venevi is pulling out another even stupider looking keytar than the last one. Uh, And he's just like... Good news, I learned from my mistake last time, and this time, this one's tied to my DNA. So, if we steal that, we have access to your DNA. I suppose technically you would, now that I think about it. (laughs) Maybe I should have tied it to something else. Uh, But it's gonna be a moot point, because I'm gonna kill you. And he is... I'm trying to think of how you would actually use a keytar to attack. You don't really lay down a lick. I think there's just a laser on it. He just blasts a <laughs> laser at... Mm, Pottleroy is in charge, so I think it's going to be at Pottleroy. Yeah, uh, all right. You're going to want to defend from that somehow. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I am just... like I have had my electrofoil like, buried in my uh, just layers of ratty clothes this whole time, and I'm going to just... Whether this is a good idea or not, reflexively... Just whip it out to try to deflect the laser with the blade of the foil. Okay. Um, roll Dread plus Steel, difficulty 1, so that's going to be 2d10 for me. 2d10? Okay, yeah, let's see. That is going to be a... 6. Okay. So, first off, just going to roll d10 stress for Pottleroy. Uh, that's 4 to Corpus, which isn't great. Okay. Uh, but I do think you manage to whip out the sword. It's not plugged in. Right. So that's not ideal. But you do get it into the path of the laser, and it just absorbs it and starts vibrating and sparking. That's okay. probably going to be the main source of the damage for Polaroy. It's just sending real bad jolt through his body. Yeah. Thankfully, it's nothing he can't handle, but, you know, it hurts pretty bad. Okay. But he manages to... I think it's not even so much that he's trying as he can't move his hand. 
He manages to keep the sword pointed directly at Charles Venevy until the laser rockets back out, now blood red and sounding a little bit like the wail of a wretched ghost. Okay, okay. And it's going to go back into Charles Venevy's guitar and... Now he's the one getting fried, which isn't great for him. Mm. Uh, I think... Oh, yeah, he takes... Man, if you thought uh, if you thought it looked bad for Polaroy, it looks way worse for him. He's, like, fucked up his hair. His oh, no, not the hair. clothes are all, like, raggedy now. Did we briefly see his skeleton? You can briefly see his skeleton. <laughs> but also, because of the sword, it's like... It looks more gothic and evil than his skeleton normally would. This is like a fu- You know the blood skeletons yeah. from Castlevania? It looks like one yeah. of those. I was about to ask what color is the skeleton. Just one. Hopefully it would be a, like a fun answer. What color mm-hmm. is the skeleton? Blood red. Hell yeah. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, I think the guards are picking themselves up. And they are taking aim at Leah at this point. They're not firing yet. Okay, uh, she's just gonna fucking rush him. And, like, I guess as long as she's dragging, like, her her hand on the end of a rope, she's just gonna swing it like a flail at them and, uh... Yeah! And, yeah, try and just, uh, rush him with, with this. This is, how we, this is how we fight with the ship, so you should be familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me rush plus family, and roll with mastery from Ghost Dad. I'll explain why. Uh, so that's 4d10. Okay. That's a 10. All right, yeah. So you are whipping your own arm around like a flail, and as you swing it at these guards, the ghost of your dad, uh, again, he's he's been showing up this whole time, but I feel like he sort of looks a bit more solid for a moment, and he points at them one by one, and he's just like, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in you. You could be doing so much more with your life. You are not even holding that gun correctly, and I'm wondering what they're training you folks on. Back in my day, when we fought guards for Empire Entertainment, they had a little more panache than this, and I think they're all so thoroughly demoralized that they do not even raise their hands to defend themselves as the flying cybernetic fist just sort of backhands them one by one. Incredible. Disappointed <laughs> arm dead. So yeah, I, th- I think those guards are largely taken out. A few of them fly into more vats of acid, and now there's acid getting on them and on Charles, and he's just like, I don't know why you three or four or however many you are are doing this when I'm just trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, we don't really know either, I say, as I start rushing past him towards the elevator he'd gotten out of. No, that's the executive elevator. Come on. You're not, you don't have executive privileges. I'm pretty sure I do, I yell as I run after. <laughs> I think, I think as we run to the elevator, Leah's going to turn the game and be like, I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't know why you keep trying to fight yourself. Like, you have so many guards. <laughs> I kick him in the face as we run and I say, I just don't like you. Uh, hey. Uh, no, you don't understand. I'm the cool boss. And then the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the elevator doors close. Wow, this one's going a lot faster, too. Yeah, you, you are just soaring up to the top floor at this rate. That worked out pretty good. We should do this more often. I, you know... I feel like as long as he's the guy in charge of everything, we really don't have that much to worry about. Oh, don't say that. That's famous last words. Uh-huh. And I think... <laughs> well, let me just see how long this episode's been going. Do you think one hour is too short for an episode? There have been one hour and a lot of episodes. Okay, then yeah. I think what happens is the elevator makes its way to the top floor, and this time it's much faster and the slowdown is a lot smoother. It comes to, like, a buttery smooth halt and opens up into this, frankly, kind of gorgeous room full of servers and filing cabinets, blueprints, summoning signs. It, frankly, if this were under any other circumstances, this place would seem pretty cool. As it stands, probably not great. Mm. And uh, I think the PDA pipes up. I believe that all relevant files to the K-Accumulator project should be located on this floor. 
So if you want to just fuck those up, that should do it. Thanks, Maxie. I'm glad you're starting to come around to our way of life. Yeah, welcome to the family. Listen, <laughs> at this rate, at this rate, I expect that if you were ever captured, I would be annihilated with a super powerful magnet either way. So it's kind of the only chance I have at continued existence. Well, we're more than happy to uh, let you continue existing with us, little friend. <laughs> All right, uh, Leah's gonna see if she can uh, sabotage the elevator behind them so that uh, Charles cannot follow them. Okay, yeah, give me... Actually, I'm not gonna make you roll for that. I'm saying you can you can just go ahead and do that. It'll occupy you for a little bit while you, you know, fuck with it. Yeah, well, she does that. Mm-hmm. We can nose around to see if we can find those files. Yeah, most of them are, thankfully, actually organized pretty clearly. Apparently, the one thing they do right here is... <laughs> Lots of, you know, they comment their code very thoroughly. Every, all the files are color coded. There's lots of, you know, different sections with different types of research. And yeah, you can pretty easily find uh, a whole sort of portion of the room that just has things related to the K accumulator. And I'm assuming you just start burning most of those. Uh, I'm going to try and have Maxi, like, upload as much as possible to the PDA first. Okay. Just because I feel like maybe having my hands on some of that information could come in handy at some point. Isn't that just going to paint an even bigger target on our backs? They don't know. I don't think that's possible at this point. They don't have to know we have it. We're destroying the the files. They don't know we have this. Oh, 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 this this is fucked up. Oh, that's that is a problem. They they've already made a second one, and it's like ten times as big. I'm fairly sure that would create an environmental catastrophe that would devastate the entire planet, because they definitely fucked up the math on this thing. Oh. Um. Where were they- where were they gonna put it? Well, let me try and decode this map. It looks like this big tower on the corner is where we are now. Oh, it's actually only about a few hours away. You can, you can get there and destroy it super easy. It should not even be an issue. Oof, I was worried you were about to say the whole building was the machine or something like that. Oh, no, that would be absurd. Uh, Luke, you're kind of far from the microphone. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Polaroid was just in another part of the building, uh, destroying files. Mm-hmm. Polaroid was in the restroom? Yeah. <laughs> he got lost. <laughs> well, okay, uh... Well, shit. Uh, Dad, are you still connected to the ship? Uh, yeah. Can you, uh, have it ramp through that window right over there? Yeah, sure, I can manage that. And just as he's about to finish that sentence, uh, a ship does ram through the window. That's not your ship, though. Ah, nerds. The ship that just rammed through the window is pitch black with subtle gold accents. Oh, no. And standing atop it is a man who looks like he might be seven or eight feet tall, though a foot of that is probably the very large boots he's wearing. Oh, no. Uh, He's got a blood red cape, and slung over his back is... Well, it's an axe, but it's also an axe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I recognize this guy, yeah. Yeah, you recognize this guy. And he steps off the ship and into the room, and he just says... So, are you four ready to die? Ah! Rosa raises her paw and does the so-so, like, signature. <laughs> like, hey. like, the little waggle? Yeah, like, eh. Rather not, honestly. Well, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a response plan for that, so <laughs> ah! I guess... Yeah, you were probably expecting the episode to end right after you delivered that line. Yeah, no, no, I... Yeah, you can still call it there. No, no, that would feel inauthentic now. <laughs> uh, here, here, uh, do you have, a, do you have like, a backup line? We can, like, just take this from the top. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, do, no, do, do, do another one. Give us another one. Uh, okay, let me think about that for a second. And he, he's sort of tapping a finger against his cheek. Oh, right, okay. No, I've got it. 
My name is Victor Styx Doomlord, head of brand integrity enforcement at Empire and Enter. Oh fuck! No, I fucked it up. I gotta <laughs> no, take that one so again. Good. This you one were doing you cut. So good. This one you cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I've got it. I've got it for real this time. <laughs> My name is Victor Styx Doomlord. Head of Brand Integrity Enforcement at Empire Entertainment and Aeronautics. You have something that belongs to us. Ah! Eidolon Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Eidolon Playtest, and you can follow Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, and me, Maxi, at Maxi Satan. Our stormy present will be available at blackberryandholly.itch.io and on DriveThruRPG. The finale will be next week on April 12th for Patreon subscribers and April 19th for everybody else. See you then!